0: Macworld Podcast number 222 for December 15th, 2010. Hi, welcome to another Macworld Podcast. I'm Chris Breen. Two weeks ago, Ben Long and I talked about holiday gifts for photographers. Today, MacWorld senior editor, Dan Frakes, and I discuss gifts for the media mavens in your life, speakers, headphones, and other media accessories. With nine shopping days left before Christmas, you'll find some of these recommendations helpful. Now let's jingle all the way. As I mentioned in the introduction, I'm here with Dan Frakes, and we're going to talk about holiday gifts for the media interested on your list. Welcome, Dan.
1: Thanks for having me, Chris.
0: So... It's that time of year, and uh, we want to give and get stuff. So let's just start in. Um, You are an expert on headphones and speakers and uh, all media stuff. And as you're an expert in headphones, let's start there. If somebody wants to give somebody a set of headphones, let's say for their iPod or their iPhone, what should they be looking for?
1: Well, it's kind of tough, actually, because... There's so many models out there. There are thousands of headphone models out there. And, you know, they all claim to be the best sounding thing ever. And uh, that's obviously not the case. But we we did our, our annual headphone buying guide this year. And uh, the first part of that buying guide is what to look for when shopping. And so we go through some of the basics, like just ignore the specs on the package because they don't tell you anything really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the best way to, to pick a good set of headphones is to actually listen to them. But uh, there are... So many different kinds of headphones out there they fit differently, they have different purposes that uh, we we recommend that you figure out exactly what you 're going to be using them for first, and then you should start looking for particular things like uh, one that that we really recommend nowadays is to look for headphones that have apple 's remote and microphone module um, what I, when I say apples, I mean the apple sort of Apple standard that now works on all recent Macs, <clears throat> all iPods, iPhones, and iPads. And that's the little module that uh, it sits right on the headphone cable and has a built-in remote um, microphone as well as a remote control buttons. Older ones have one button; uh, newer ones have three buttons. They include volume controls. And uh, it used to be that only a few headphones out there, Apple's and maybe a couple other vendors, had this. But nowadays, almost every vendor has headphones with the module, and, and some of them have it on every one of their their models. So, uh, it is, especially if you're going to be using this with an iPod or an iPhone or an iPad or even a Mac, there's really uh, no reason not to get that. And so that, that would be a big thing to look for Uh, and then fit and comfort. And that kind of depends on style. Uh, Is the person going to be using it to exercise? Are they going to be sitting at a desk? Uh, Do they need noise isolation? Do they need to be able to block out all the noise around them? Uh, And the, 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 uh, the the converse of that is, are they, do they listen to music loud and do they need to seal it in so they don't bother the people around them? So so closed headphones do that, um, and then they have, uh, as opposed to open headphones, which let let external noise in and music out. Uh, so you want to go through these kind of things and and figure out okay which of these things would be good for my gift recipient, so to speak. And then uh, in our headphone guide, then we go through the different kinds of headphones, explain the advantages and disadvantages of each, and then give a few recommendations.
0: Okay, well let's have a few recommendations. Uh, let's start with something kind of for the budget conscious, something under a hundred dollars. Well,
1: there's actually lots of them. Um, One thing I can tell you for that's a a good value for under a hundred dollars is Etymotic just came out this year with, they they call it the MC3 headset and earphones. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know, Etymotic has been making in-ear canal headphones for, gosh, I, I think I bought my first pair from them in 1994, and they'd already been around for quite a while then. So they were sort of the pioneer in this area. Uh, but their headphones used to cost, you know, $200, 300 $400. A few years ago, they came out with some cheaper ones that are around 60 or 70 that were pretty good. But uh, they've now come out with uh, a, a set for $100, this uh, MC3, which uses, what's different about it is that it uses um, a sort of technology in the headphones themselves that's generally only found in headphones that cost a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And so you're getting sort of, top-notch sound quality and, and components in, in a set of headphones that cost under a hundred bucks and has the Apple inline remote. So that's a great sub $100, um, uh, bet. And then if you, uh, if you want to go down even further, uh, for around, uh, 25 bucks, let's just say, if you really want to go on the cheap end okay. C- costs now costs has been around for, for decades and you know they used to be a sort of a standard back in what the 50s and 60s and 70s for studio headphones mm-hmm. uh but they've also got um you know a lot they've got everything from $10 cheapies to you know $500 headphones uh and and they kind of vary widely in quality but they have a few that are around $20, 25, 40 uh, that sound great for the price they look cheap they feel cheap but they sound great one of those is the uh, KSC 75 and they are little ear. They kind of they clip over each ear. They have a little band that goes around the ear to hold it in place. Great for exercise. Doesn't have a headband that goes over your head. Uh, and they have another one called the Porta Pro and the Sporta Pro, which are over-the-head um, lightweight headphones. They all use the same drivers, and so they all sound about the same. Uh, it just depends on what comfort you want. Those are some of the best bargains in audio actually.
0: Okay. Now, let's go back to the MC3 just for a second because mm-hmm. there is the uh there's also an option that you can get with right. the MC3 that I think is just incredible.
1: Right. Yeah. A lot of the Macworld editors here, we all I think you as well Chris have what are called custom ear tips mm-hmm. where or or custom ear pieces depending on, on on what kind of headphones they are, but essentially you go to an audiologist and they um spray this kind of gunky foam into your ear. And they take a mold of your ear, the actual ear canal in the outer ear, and then they take that mold and they make ear tips or ear pieces for for in-ear canal headphones that are made specifically and precisely for your ear canals. So instead of using the little silicone or foam tips that come with these headphones and trying to make sure you get the right fit, you get this, this – um, depending on the company, they're made out of either silicone or kind of hard plastic, but they're made – to fit perfectly in your ears, and so you get good isolation, you get a lot better comfort. You can listen for hours, and it doesn't get really uncomfortable or painful or scratchy because they're basically made for your ears. And the thing about this is, generally in the past, it's cost you know anywhere from two hundred to three hundred dollars to get this done because you had to pay 150 to fifty to two hundred dollars for the earpieces and ear tips themselves. Uh, plus, you had to, to pay for an audiologist to perform the procedure. So, edimotic now has this program where if you buy a set of Etymotic headphones, you get a voucher that for one hundred and fifty dollars gives you all of it: the the, ear, the um, audiologist visit, the ear impressions, and the actual custom made ear tips or earpieces themselves.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great thing. It it, it feels funny having this pink goop uh, squirted into your ears and then having to sit there without being able to hear anything for about five minutes, but. The resulting headphones are wonderful. I use them all the time. They're really comfortable and, and the MC three sounds really good with them. So I think that is a terrific holiday uh, gift.
1: Right. It bumps the price up you know, a little, but uh but it's it's actually you know what? It's actually a hundred dollars. I was wrong. I I I misspoke. It's a hundred dollars for the entire ear tip, earpiece, audiologist thing if you buy the uh the edimotic headphones. It's a hundred and fifty for some of the competition right now on holiday sales. So so it's a grand total of 200 bucks for the MC3 and the custom ear tips.
0: Right. A terrific gift. So let's talk about uh, mid-priced headphones. Let's say 100 to 200
1: bucks. So there's a lot of if you like in-ear canal headphones there's there's a uh, that that's basically the glut of the market there is between 100 and 200. You've got um Shure makes some good ones. Edmodo makes the next model up, the HF3 instead of the MC3 uh, for 179 um, Future Sonics Atro which is very good for 199 uh but you can also once you get over 100 bucks you can start looking into some really good full size headphones mm-hmm. uh the ones that 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 fit all you know cover your ears generally have a little a little more luxurious they have leather headbands and you know comfy pads on the ears uh, and one of the ones we really like in fact we just gave it an Eddie award a couple weeks ago is uh and ws P5 headphones now what makes them interesting is that they're 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 supposed to be full size headphones, but they're also designed to definitely to be portable mm-hmm. they've they're they're smaller lightweight they they fold flat to fit in your bag um they've got this really cool cabling system where the ear pads are actually held on by magnets and the cables curl around inside the earpiece and then plug in with a plug so you can replace them and they don't um it's really difficult to to like snag them on something and and you know rip the cable out of the end. So they're really durable, they they're they're gorgeous to look at and they sound great. And despite being um smaller than your typical full-size headphones, the the ear pads are are comfortable and soft and they really block out an impressive amount of noise. The the downside is that they're uh, B&W headphones and they're $300, but uh you know if you're looking for some higher-end headphones that that sound great are really comfortable and they're going to last you for years. It's a, it's actually a pretty good value overall.
0: Right now I have to ask because, um, because of the size of my head, I have a big head or I have a tall head Yeah, and I've, I've tried these on, uh, you and I were at CES and I put them on and they pinched mm-hmm. me and uh, yep. do they loosen up over time or am I just out of luck?
1: No, that, that is the one drawback I've found with the P5 is that if you've got a big head, you may be out of luck, um, whether it's tall, pointy, wide, you know. <laughs> Mine uh, is all those
0: things, tall, however pointy, and you, wide.
1: <laughs> however they're shaped, if they're larger than average, um, yeah, they, they're definitely not for those with big heads among us. Um, and I found that to be a problem with a, with a good number of over-the-head headphones. Um, Audio Technica's athanc 7 which is my favorite noise-canceling headphone, um, it's it it sounds as good with music as you know the, the $300 $350 bose and monster models uh but it you can find them for like 120 bucks online uh they're great but same problem if you've got a really big head you'll probably find them to be a little tight and if you've got big ears they they have trouble fitting around them okay so so i think the i think maybe the headphone models at these companies are Small-headed people.
0: Uh, that may be. Um, and I'll, I'll throw in a plug for the uh, those Sony headphones that we both like, the uh, the V6s or?
1: Yeah, the MDR, um, there's the V6 and the 7506, exact same headphone, just different labels. One's marketed to consumers and one to studio pros. But uh, I'm, I don't know if you can still get the V6 anymore, but the 7506 definitely. I think they're like $100 on sale, right? Yeah,
0: and they're really comfortable. I like the sound of the things, and uh, and they're not horribly expensive.
1: And I've actually got mine on right now. Oh, ah,
0: there you go. Uh, no. What do I have on now? <laughs> I have some Shure's on, Sure over-the-head headphones. Yeah. And, I, and they're comfortable, too, so good for yeah. sure. Uh, all right. Let's say that you really, 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 really love somebody a lot, and you have lots of money to spend on a <laughs> set of headphones. Um, I know there's some very, very expensive headphones out there. Can you name a couple of them that are just too great to not mention?
1: Well, the the challenge here is that most of the headphones that cost a lot of money are not made for for portable use mm-hmm. or for computer use. Uh, for on for one thing, uh, a lot of the really the the really high end headphones require more amplification than you get from an iPhone or an iPod or even a computer's headphone jack. So, if you want to really get the most out of those, you need a dedicated headphone amplifier. Mm-hmm. Which you know, then you're talking another five hundred to thirty five hundred dollars thrown in. Uh and the other thing is just that most people listening on iPhones and iPods and even computers are tend to listen to low, lower quality, not CD quality, not high res files. Mm-hmm. You know, they're usually compressed. And they often listen in noisy environments where the 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 quality of those headphones is lost on you. So you could go out and spend a thousand dollars on a set of GRADO top-of-the-line headphones or Shure's top of the line, um, in-ear monitors that cost something like $1,500, you know, custom fit for your ears, Mm -hmm. of course. Uh, and there's, you know, audio Technica has a really high end ones. Even Sony has, you know, several ones that cost several hundred dollars, but I have a hard time recommending those for people who are going to be listening at a computer or, uh, with an iPod or iPhone, unless they've got the, the gear to go with it and the music files to back it up.
0: I think that's a good idea. And also, if you're going to buy somebody that kind of headphone, I think the best idea is to give them a a, a little handwritten gift certificate <laughs> and say, we will go down to the local audio shop and you get to pick out the headphones that you like because yeah. they will fit well. You'll like the sound of them. And that way I haven't spent a thousand dollars on a set of headphones that you put on and go, huh? Right. Not for me.
1: Yeah. And, and in fact, one of the things that we mentioned in our our computer, um, or excuse me, in our headphone and speakers buying guides is always buy from a place with a return policy because audio is intensely personal. People have different ways of listening, different places for listening, and they just prefer different different things. Some people like more bass. Some people like more detail. And so, you know, and, and sometimes when you listen in the store, something sounds great. You get at home and listen for a few days, and suddenly that nice bass that you liked in the store has turned out to be really boomy and you know, and tiring. Mm-hmm as you're listening all day. So you should always buy from a place that has a good return policy.
0: Okay. Well, let's turn to speakers then. Uh, You also did a speakers buying guide Mm -hmm. and uh, same thing. What should people look for in speakers?
1: Well, these days uh, for our readers in particular, the most important thing is to figure out where you're going to use your, use the speakers is if, if it's going to be just a set of computer speakers, you just want something you can plug into your computer and listen at your desk then any set of powered speakers is going to work fine if on the other hand you want to set to listen um, to your iPod or your iphone or or especially your iPad, then you've got to start looking at speakers that have built in docks that uh, that support the latest models that uh, that can charge your your portable uh, and you know and some people want both they want to be able to dock something and listen at their computer uh, at different times so so that's the most important thing is to figure out. Uh, how you're going to, or what you're going to listen to and where. Uh, and then the, the second one, and we kind of mentioned this in a separate article is if you're thinking about buying new speakers, the first thing you might want to do um, is figure out if there's a way to use your existing speakers. If you've already got computer speakers or if you've already got an older docking speaker system that just for some reason doesn't work with your newer one, we gave some tips on how to get those working with different adapters and cables. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you may not need to go out and buy a brand new set of speakers.
0: Right. But you're going to give somebody some speakers. So now we have to look right. at. Right. Uh, okay. So again, let's say you want to find some affordable speakers to give somebody. What do you suggest?
1: Well, there's a, the, the speakers we recommended go anywhere from, you know, a hundred dollars up to six or $700. Okay. Uh, actually, some of the, you know, some of the cheap ones I take that back are, are as cheap as 40 or $70. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, those are for some of the portable ones. And these are little speakers that you take with you throw in your laptop bag for, your, for hotel visits or you know for your nightstand when you're, you're visiting relatives, or just to you know take with you to school or whatever. And so portable sound laboratories, they make a couple called the imain Go. There's an imain Go 2, and there's an imain Go X for I guess it's for extreme or extra features. And there's are 40 and 70 dollars respectively. And they actually sound really good for the size. I mean, these things are are basically like maybe five by seven inches and a couple inches thick. And there's a little slot inside that you can put an iPhone or an iPod touch. Um, and there's a, a cable so you can actually plug it in your computer or to an iPad without um, without closing the system. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really good for, for the price and for how small it is. Um, and then once you get up to around 80 or $90, $100, then you can start looking at... Uh, systems, you know, left and right speakers for your desktop or portable dock speakers for iPods and iPhones that sound pretty good, uh, and are, can be battery powered or AC powered. Uh, Altec Lansing has an in motion compact. That's 80 bucks. It sounds really good for the money. Um, uh, for the desktop, JBL has this creature line. They've been selling for years now. There was the creature, the creature two, and now the creature three, and they're generally around 99 bucks. Um, and they look a little outlandish. They kind of look like aliens or ghosts, but the <laughs> the, the satellites in the sub. But for the money, they sound great. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, when people ask me, I just want something around a hundred bucks for my de- for my desktop. That's usually one of the first ones I recommend because it just sounds really good for a hundred bucks, right?
0: Okay, so then over a hundred bucks, we're going up to say a hundred to two fifty.
1: Well, then you start getting into. Some nicer systems, uh, you know, 150 bucks will get you creative labs. Uh, I guess it's now creative, mm-hmm. no longer creative labs gigaworks T40, which is, uh, a left and right system for the desktop, for the computer that sounds really good for the, for the size and, um, looks great, uh, that you start getting into things like the speakers. We both like a lot. The, um, um, audio engine has their audio engine 2s their smaller set of powered little desktop or bookshelf monitors. And then you know, once you get up to like four three fifty to four fifty, you start talking about Audio Engine Five, their top of the line model, which we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get studio monitors from M Audio for around two hundred to three hundred bucks. Uh, you can start getting into like the Klipsch Pro Media, which are subsat systems, subwoofer satellite systems, and the Harman Kardon Soundsticks, which, like the JBL Creature, actually the same company, have been around for years now, and they just you know incrementally update them every few years. We're now on the Soundsticks Three about 200 bucks and sound great and look you know great uh and you can start getting into some of the bigger transportable systems i, I call them there they can be battery powered but they're really kind of big and bulky they're more for sort of toting from place to place than sticking in your laptop bag mm-hmm. and that's stuff like the um Altec lansing's uh imt800 uh boom box which kind of looks like an old retro 70s boom box with big handles on the front but it plays loud. You can connect like two or three sources to it at the same time. It's great for, you know, kids to take take out to a party and, have you know, plug in all their iPods at once. Uh, the um, Harman Kardon has a Go Plus Play Micro for around 300 bucks. It's kind of futuristic looking but sounds great and is transportable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that's new this year, of course, is uh, iPad Docs. Right. And there aren't many of them yet, but we've we've seen I think three or four uh, uh, SMK link has one called the the pad dock uh, i of course, which makes you know five hundred iPod docks, <laughs> right. um, has the i a100, which is sort of a, a, a an iP- they're, they're, they're sort of their what do you call it their their um flagship alarm clock, I should call it okay, except it has an iPad dock on top, and then Philips has a Fidelio system. The uh, eighty-five fifty and the eighty-five hundred, that uh, that use a new design with a instead of a universal dock, it has just a dock cradle that's open, so you can put any iDevice, an iPod Touch, an iPhone, an iPad, in it, and uh, they all fit and charge. Okay.
0: Now, also on your list of uh, recommended speakers this year, you included the B&W MM one speakers that I like. They're expensive right. at five hundred, mm-hmm. but um, I like them. I think they sound great. <clears throat>
1: Yeah. If you are, uh, interested in, you know, going for the B&W approach, uh, they've got, they look great. Like you said, they sound great. Um, they're surprisingly small. Yeah. They don't take up much room on your desk at all. Um, and, uh, you know, and they, they, they look more like art than speakers.
0: Yeah, like much of their stuff. Uh, B&W yeah. really mm-hmm. focuses on design, but at the same time providing really good sound in their stuff. And uh, yeah, and yeah. so if you're well healed and you really love somebody a lot, um, it's worth looking at the B&W M1s. The Apple stores carry them, I think, exclusively still. Uh, I looked on Amazon art- and they okay. don't have them. Yeah.
1: Well and the other category that we did cover this year was Bluetooth speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that Apple has finally, you know, and I've been I've been ranting about this for a couple of years now, finally added stereo Bluetooth streaming, A two D P to all the i devices, the iPod touch, the iPhone and the iPad. You can now use any set of Bluetooth stereo speakers. Uh and, and also Mac OS ten supports Bluetooth streaming as well. Mm-hmm. So we actually found, uh, you know, about four or five Bluetooth speaker systems from 100 bucks to 300 bucks that sound really good for the money. And uh, there's really not anything like streaming your music from your iPod Touch or your iPad or your iPhone because you can just carry it around the room with you. And when you want to change tracks, you just, you know, you use the actual device as a remote and stream the music directly over Bluetooth. Um, but the one thing we didn't cover this year, because none of them are out, are AirPlay speakers, right. which... In iOS uh, 4.2 now, as long as you're on the same wireless network as an iPod Touch or an iPhone or an iPad, uh, AirPlay-enabled speakers will let you stream music over the over the wireless network, um, just like Bluetooth. Except, supposedly, they say better quality, uh, and uh, and it's using, of course, uh, Wi-Fi rather than Bluetooth. But there are none out yet that we have seen. So right now, you're limited to using that feature with airport express, uh, wireless base station units.
0: Right. And the Apple TV. Right. Um, okay. Well, speaking of wireless and streaming around the house, one of the things I had on my list was, uh, the the Sonos S5, Mm -hmm. which takes us into kind of a different realm in that it is a, it's a standalone speaker system, but it also works with the, um, with the Sonos, uh, multi room systems and currently Sonos has um a little package going so you can buy two of these things plus a zone bridge which is the little wireless router that they have for $800. Now normally the S5 goes for 400 each and the zone bridge is an extra 100. So you're getting basically a zone bridge for free by doing this. And do you have right. a Sonos system in your house?
1: No. Oh, uh, I, I reviewed it. I think I reviewed the first system yeah. and then you've reviewed a couple since my, since I did. And uh, I I was hooked on it, but I uh, have never pulled the pulled the trigger on it. Partly because we remodeled our home in the last two years, and so it hasn't been in the budget. But uh, I wouldn't if I had the money, I wouldn't hesitate to buy one.
0: Now there are also other streaming music systems for your house. Yes. So uh, Jason likes the um, and I'm blanked on the name. The Logitech, the Squeezebox. That's it, Squeezebox. Yeah. Right and uh and so squeeze box does the same kind of thing that you can have different units around your house and you can stream different music to it um and
1: have you used the squeeze box system i have you know uh it's it has a few advantages in that you don't have to um uh you don't have to have the base sort of the, the base station somewhere in your house as you do with the sonos with the sonos you have to have one of their units connected to a wired connection somewhere in the house mm-hmm. whether it's the zone bridge or a zone player somewhere. Whereas with the, the Logitech system, everything just connects to your Wi-Fi network and there is no, there's no, you know, there's no place where it has to be tied down anywhere. Uh, but uh, I, I don't find it to be nearly as elegant. I like the Sonos interface a lot, a lot more. I think that Sonos is easier to use. Um, so, if I had to pick between the two, I'd, I'd lean to the so, towards the Sonos.
0: Yeah, and I have to say that their uh, iOS apps are really good. They have an yes, iPad app yeah. that's free, and it's a great controller, as is their uh, their iPhone and iPod Touch. Is. So in the past, you'd have to buy a hardware controller, and now right. you don't. They just give right. this app away for free, and it's great.
1: Right. And there's a third-party app for Logitech squeeze box units called iPeng, I-P-E-N-G, that is – I think it's about $10, and – uh, the squeeze box don't units don't have an official iPod or iPhone app and this fills that void and i have to say that once you use an iPeng the system becomes immensely more usable uh but it's still not quite up to the uh the Sonos standards in my opinion mm-hmm. um, and of course when we did our big roundup you did the Sonos Jason did the Logitech i did Apple Airport Express and you know and and uh and uh AirTunes which it was called at the time and I actually found that it, was, it, it was, did a pretty good job. It, it's not quite as flexible as the Logitech and the Sonos systems, but it does let you listen to anything that's within iTunes, or if you use uh, Rogue Amoeba's Airfoil, anything that your Mac can play, um, anywhere that's connected to an Airport Express unit. And so uh, I still have that system set up in our house. It's sort of my poor man's Sonos set up. And uh, we've got five Airport Express units around the house. Um, connected to various uh, various you know, speakers and audio systems, uh, and one of those being an, an Apple TV in the in the family room. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that becomes more attractive now that there's AirPlay. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. When they announced that, I was thinking, hey, maybe this won't turn out so bad for me.
0: It's not bad. I think I've I've got that system set up here as well in a couple of different rooms. Um, the one disadvantage is that you can't play different music around to each unit. I mean, if you're broadcasting from your Mac or your your iPhone. That's it. It's going to go to all rooms, right. or or you select one or the other. Whereas with Sonos and SqueezeBox, you could say, "Well, I want this music playing in this room and this music playing in this room, and a different uh, bunch of tunes in a different room."
1: Yeah, yeah, unless you've got two computers running, right? Um, in, in which case, you can stream separately from them. Uh, and the Apple TV now adds a wrinkle because you know it can it can um, you can control it to to stream music from a Mac and the Mac and the air, uh, excuse me, Apple TV can be streaming different things. So there's a little more flexibility these days than there used to be, but still you're right. It's not as seamless with Sonos. And Sonos really is the leader here. And that uh, for those who haven't seen it on the remote, you basically get a screen that shows all your different, you know, music systems. And you can just say, I want this to play here and this to play here. And I want these two to play the same thing, but with these relative volume, I mean, it's, it's very easy to use and very easy to set up.
0: Right, and it supports Pandora and Rhapsody right. and Napster and last yeah. f m um which a lot of people aren't interested in because you have to pay for them except for pandora um but for those of us who like that kind of thing it's uh it's amazing you know i mean you have a you have basically a virtual library of eleven million songs that you can play anywhere in your house
1: so right and you know and 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 really that's you know i I have had this discussion before that uh, you know so many people are are resistant to the whole subscription idea. But for example, in our house, we don't really listen to CDs anymore. Uh, we've got a huge library of CDs. And um, I think a couple weeks ago, my wife took out a couple of Christmas CDs that we hadn't ripped. And that was the first time we touched CDs in probably a year because everything else we have is in iTunes on one of the computers around the house. And so we just listen over AirTunes or, or in the same room. Uh, and so for us, everything's on a computer that we access with a remote and we pick what we want to play and it suddenly magically appears on our stereo, which is basically what you're doing with the subscription service.
0: Yeah. I have to say that um, we were setting up our, our holiday tree and, and that's where the, um, the Sonos system was and I'd attached a, a CD player to it and I could move the sono system cause it's small, but the CD player is kind of large. And we said, well, we got to, put this thing away for a while. And I said, what do you mean for a while? It's gone. It is now in my pile of equipment. I never use. Cause I can't remember the last time I put a CD in the thing.
1: Yep. We were showing our daughters a, a CD. They got with one of their books, a children's book that had a built in CD and we put it in and they were looking at it kind of like, what is that thing? It's so shiny, but what do you do?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like, I'd show my daughter LPs and she goes, Oh yeah. Huh? What are yeah, those? Well, <laughs> Let me show you
1: what this does. Yeah, we went through that a couple of weeks ago as well. We had we. I was trying to explain it. I said it's kind of like a CD. Remember the CD? But it's bigger and not shiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was trying to explain the concept to my four-year-old of grooves. And yes, there's actually something that goes in that groove and read. You know. And I gave up. I just said it's got music on it.
0: Yeah, it has music on it. And uh, yeah, well, you want to say how many grooves do you think that it has on there? And she goes, oh, thousands. <laughs> no, actually, there's one. Just goes around in a circle. <laughs> um okay, well let's talk about a few other things that we can get for um for people. I'll start by saying uh <laughs> HDMI cables.
1: From monoprice from I mean. monoprice, exactly <laughs> right. right. Not from Best Buy. <laughs>
0: Not from anywhere else. Uh a Radio Shack, because you walk in there and they have the big display and they say, Oh, you want an HDMI cable? Well, this one is very good and it's a hundred dollars. And forget it. You don't have to do that because you can get it from um monoprice for seven dollars.
1: Yeah, I, I got uh three for nine ninety nine from them a couple months ago. Wow.
0: Yeah. And it's something that people are running out of increasingly because you have more of these devices that support HDMI, including the new Apple TV. And um and invariably people don't have the cable and then they, they do go somewhere like Radio Shack and think, oh well. The guy said, or the gal said, this is better. And gee, it seems very expensive, but it is digital. Therefore, I must pay 70 bucks for this thing.
1: Yeah. Now, I tell my friends, I say, just go to Monoprice, order one or two cables, plug it in. You know, after a month, if you're sitting there saying, there's just something wrong with my picture, I think I need a better cable, then go to Best Buy and and try one of theirs and see if it makes a difference. But there's, yeah, there's no reason to go to Best Buy or Fry's or Radio Shack and spend more than you know, $15, $20 on a cable. I think I once spent $10, $15 bucks on an HDMI cable because I needed it that day. Yeah. And I went to a Fry's and got their sort of budget one. But uh, other than that, yeah, mono price. there's, you know, if you can tell the difference, then by all means, buy where you want. But, uh, you know, first try the cheap stuff.
0: Right. right. For the rest of us, go with right. the cheap stuff. Um, what do you use for a universal remote control?
1: I am using an older harmony, um, Logitech harmony. And I can't remember the, the, the number of it, but we would be lost without our harmony remote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we actually, we, uh, we got a new TV on, on, uh, new, uh, a big flat screen TV for our family room over the black Friday weekend. And I got a great deal, brought it home and I didn't have a chance to reset up the, the harmony for that TV. I was still using it set up for our old TV and it was as if like the house just stopped working <laughs> because everybody would sit down they'd press the button to watch, you know, watch TiVo and nothing would happen. I mean, all the, 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 the receiver would turn on, the speakers would be playing, playing the audio. Um, the TiVo was working, but the TV would just sit there blank. And it was, you know, I had to come in and explain, okay, well we haven't set up yet. So we've got to use this remote to turn on the TV and switch to the source and then use the harmony remote. you know. And, um, it was sort of like, uh, you know, someone had taken fire away. <laughs> uh, and so in our household, yeah, we we have, you know, our home entertainment system has has an Apple TV. It has a Roku box, has a TiVo, has a, an AV, you know, a, an audio receiver. Um, we do have a DVD player still in there and we've got a TV and they're all in one little place and that's like six remotes and and no... You know, nobody except I has would wants to bother to take the time to master all that. So, the Harmony has been the best thing that's ever happened to our home entertainment system.
0: That's on my list as well. Um, I was going to suggest the Harmony Eight Eighty, which is that,
1: that's, is that the new one?
0: No, or... it's uh, this. I got a couple of years ago, but they're still selling it. Um, it's it's about one hundred and sixty bucks at Amazon, and it's sort of your traditionally shaped uh, remote. It's about the size of a TiVo remote, but it's not one of their newer touchscreen remotes uh but does it have does it have the six
1: touchscreen buttons at the top
0: no i don't no it doesn't okay it has little buttons next to the the led or lcd
1: okay but and they're programmable though right yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah, all that stuff's programmable and i had the same situation that we got our tv fixed and so i had Changed the Harmony to work with a different TV while the other one was dead and I hadn't changed it back yet. And and the family wanted to watch TV and they pushed the button expecting all of it to work. And, of course, the TV didn't work. And they look at me the same way saying, well, now what? Well, okay, here's the old remote. What? I have to use two remotes? Look, in most households, you have to use seven. So it's it's okay.
1: Yeah. And and for the people who've never used one, essentially – you you use uh, the Harmony software on your Mac. And I have to say the Harmony software is not good. It, once you kind of figure out all of its its quirks, it's usable, mm-hmm. but it's not great software. But you only have to do it you know once or whenever you get a new component. And then you program in all of your, tell it all the components you have, and then you tell it the things you want to do. For example, watch TiVo. And then when you press the watch TiVo button, it turns on your, your receiver, switches it over to the right audio and video inputs, turns on your TV, make sure it's on the right inputs, and then gives you all your TiVo remote controls right there in your hand. So everything's controlled with one remote, and you only have to press one button for everything. Um, but the thing I really like about it recently, you know, I've been using this for a few years, and I loved it, but uh, we have HD channels, obviously, now. But in our neighborhood, Comcast, uh, you have to put in different channels for the different, um, for the HD. So for example, CNN is 56 for regular, but if you want to watch it in HD, it's seven fifty nine. Mm-hmm. No, no logic to it. No. you know. And so, um, I, I have this thing. My wife makes fun of me for it that I'm offended to for when people watch standard deaf content, when there's an HD version <laughs> available, I walk in the family. And I'm like, why are you watching this in H in standard definition? It could be an HD. And they're like, we, we don't we don't know what the station numbers are we don't care yeah so i uh, over the weekend i i programmed that little you know screen at the top of the harmony remote so that when we're watching tivo there's a big cnn hd button and and you press that and it automatically changes the channel to 759 and enter so that they can watch it without having to remember anything and so i've told them now they have no excuse not to watch
0: <laughs> except just to spite you Right, but, right, right, Look, it's standard app. We know we could be using HD, but we're not just to show
1: you. Uh, so those are, that's the kind of thing that Harmony can do besides just the standard one-button control.
0: Right. And I will say I've reviewed a bunch of iPhone or iOS uh, remote control things, the ones that have little dongles with them, and I've yet to find one that I like. Yeah. And everybody I talk to who makes the iPhone app say, well, you know, the Logitech software is so – difficult to use. And and they're right. It is difficult to use mm-hmm. sometimes. But once you've done it, as you said, you're done. Whereas I do nothing but struggle with the iPhone apps and um, right, they're less expensive than a Harmony remote, but I haven't found one that works terrifically well. So if you're thinking of going yeah. that route, I would suggest that you wait and uh, and see if you can find a deal on a Harmony remote somewhere.
1: Right. And, and I, I recommend the ones that have the macros and stuff because <clears throat> excuse me, Logitech did send me for um for coverage ones one of the lower end models mm-hmm. and they're not quite the same you do program them with buttons on the thing to to, to say which tv you have you know what you use for tivo etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh the lack of the programmability and the lack of ability to customize things um, is it makes it a very different experience it's more like the universal remotes we had back in the 90s mm-hmm. <clears throat> that that could control different things but you still had to Press like D V D at the top to control the D V D player and T V to control you know. Whereas the Harmony, every once you say watch D V D, everything's just taken care of for you. Right.
0: Oh, and also get one that doesn't have batteries inside, but it's rather rechargeable because the yeah. battery operated models, the battery dies in, you know, a week and then you're constantly having to change batteries on the thing. So that's yeah. no good. Yeah. Um I was also gonna suggest a Netflix account.
1: Yeah. Especially nowadays. It's it's a it's a different thing than it was a year ago.
0: Yeah well and and why is it a different thing
1: well you know they they've expanded their library um dramatically so for for streaming uh, i guess i should say i'm assuming you're talking about just the streaming or the streaming plus dvd i think but... the
0: streaming alone now is yeah. is a worthwhile thing
1: Cause is it 799 now is that yeah right? it's 8, eight bucks no. a month 8 bucks a month right and and they have a you still don't get the newest releases but their back catalog is growing dramatically uh, you can find a lot of older movies. You can now find a lot of TV shows on it. Um, and it's just, you know, if you've got a an Apple TV or a Roku box, you know, either of which you can get from, you know, 60 to 100 bucks, uh, you can just sit down at your, at your TV and suddenly you're watching old TV shows or older movies or um, even some fairly recent ones without having to pay anything above and beyond that $8 a month.
0: Right, and that's unlimited, so you can do that twenty four seven if you want and watch all their stuff. And they're making an increasing number of deals to get more recent content. And for ten bucks a month, you can still have the single <laughs> disc service, the single DVD, uh, which right. which I've done. So I still like to get the modern stuff through DVD, yep. and then if I just want to watch something, I I flick on the um, instant streaming stuff.
1: Yeah, that's what we've got as well. We have uh, we're still on a legacy plan, so we get two DVDs. A month, But uh, we're going to switch over to one uh, when the price increases this year because they're, of course, increasing the DVD. It's interesting. They keep lowering the price of the streaming only, but they're raising the price of the DVD one, which kind of, I think, shows you the direction they're going.
0: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how successful they are when companies like Comcast are trying to throttle them so that you can't get Netflix mm-hmm. because it eats into their cable business. Yeah. Um, All right, so let's finish up, and we'll finish up with the uh, most important question, which is, what would you, Dan Frakes, like for Christmas?
1: Well, is there a budget here? No. You could be as
0: greedy as you like. We have very generous
1: listeners. I would like an 11-inch MacBook Air. Really? And I've been using one, uh, one of the ones we have at the office, for about uh, three weeks now, Mm -hmm. and I love it. It is... For my, it's not for everybody. It's the screen is small. uh, It's not the most powerful machine on the market. Uh, But for what I use it for, which is as an auxiliary machine, I've got my, I've got my main big rig. I use it for, for travel, for taking around the house, for going on, you know, uh, out to cafes and whatever. Um, For my purposes, it's nearly perfect. It's the machine I've been wanting for years.
0: Okay, and uh, and do you want one that's tricked out, or are you willing to go with the base model at 999
1: I I think I could survive on the base model. The one I'm using now is the base model with a little bit of extra um, uh, storage, mm-hmm. but it's still basically the base model, two, two, two gigabytes of RAM, the slowest, horsepower, um, slowest CPU. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been doing just fine with it, so I could do that. But if someone was really generous, I think the top of the line 11-inch would be Be welcome,
0: yeah. I could do that. Um, I think the 999 at what 64 gigabytes of storage, yeah, that's a little cramped,
1: yeah, yeah, you know. And I think if I hadn't used uh, you know, last year about a year and a half ago, I bought a Dell Mini Mm -hmm. 9 and I um, you know, hacked it to run Mac OS 10. And so I was using that as my laptop for about six months and it had two gigs of RAM and a 64 gig hard drive, Mm -hmm. so. It's kind of what I, you know, what the the nine 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 MacBook Air is, but the MacBook Air is such a better computer in nearly every way, uh, even though it's got the same RAM and the same storage space. Right.
0: Okay. Well, um, listeners, now you know what Dan wants, and uh, and if you're feeling particularly generous, I'd like a thirteen inch MacBook Air, please, because I'd like a little <laughs> bit extra screen real estate. Uh, but I, I could live with the the low. Low-end model for that one. So, uh, you know, don't break the bank and just send uh, one each to Macworld uh, care of us.
1: <laughs> and that 13 is a little faster, too. Yeah,
0: it is a little faster. Yeah. Um, and they're so cute. I went into uh, yeah. Best Buy with my daughter the other day, and, and I said, look at this. And I lo- we looked at the 11-inch, and she picked it up. And she said, this is so cute and tiny. And it, and it, re- oh, yeah. it really is. Uh, but I need a little more elbow room. So 13-inch yeah. for me, 11-inch for... Dan.
1: The one thing I missed from the 13-inch on the 11 is that it doesn't have the SD card, which is really handy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Increasingly, I use that on my now increasingly heavy uh, (laughs) MacBook Pro, which I didn't think I would, but I I now carry around a Canon S95 with me, and uh, boy, being able to plunk your uh, SD card in there and quickly offload pictures is really great.
1: Yeah, you know, speaking of which, if 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 I didn't have the money for a MacBook Air, that S ninety five is mighty appealing.
0: It's a great camera. Uh, ben and I didn't talk about it two weeks ago, um, but we quit. We can now. I've I've owned one for about six weeks now, and uh, only because I saw somebody else using the S ninety and they said this the S ninety is really good. And then I saw the S ninety five just coming out. And it shoots HD video, which the S ninety right. didn't. By the way, we're talking about a point and shoot camera, and. <laughs> And I I like it. I mean, it shoots really well in low light. It's for a point and shoot, it's reasonably fast, it shoots raw, um has a nice bright um LCD screen on the back. It's and it really fits in your pocket. I mean, it it really is a pocketable camera, so um yeah, it's worth I think you might want to put that on your list too.
1: Yeah, I might do that.
0: Okay. Well, thank you very much Dan for joining me and happy holidays to you.
1: You too. Glad to be here.
0: And that wraps up this edition of the Macworld Podcast. I'd like to thank Dan Frakes and, of course, you for listening. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to drop us a line at podcast at macworld.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 415-520-9761. This is Chris Breen reminding you that you can find more Apple, Mac, iPod, iPad, iPhone, and technology news views and information at macworld.com. Thanks very much for listening. See you around.